Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, April the 30th. Hope everyone's having a great weekend so far. Lots to get to. Of course, we'll be talking about the Lightning getting ready for the playoffs this week, talking about the Rays, what they're doing so far this season, what they need to do a little more of, and we're talking about the NFL draft. Your thoughts so far on what the Bucks have been able to do. The number here, 877 or you can go to sports at power 901 and shoot me an email we'll be right back to kick off the show on power 90.1 in the heart of brandon you'll find your local fine jeweler that's macaulay fine jewelry if you're looking for something special look no further we can design and create a one-of-a-kind piece or select from our elegant array of jewelry Find us on Facebook, where you'll see some new exciting in-store special events coming soon. Stop by our showroom at the corner of Oakfield and Kings Avenue in the heart of Brandon. Macaulay Fine Jewelry, where we say a special thanks to our friends and customers for your support. Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. As you know, the NFL Draft started this week it started on thursday evening um watching a little bit of it it's really uh, apparent to me that the league has become about receivers um you can go back to last year's uh nfc championship game against the bucks with uh cooper cup um and then from there it just keeps on looking at the receivers now where they were making you know 16 17 million dollars a year now they want 30 million and with the salary cap going to expand uh, probably almost double in the next couple years, they'll be able to probably get that. So um, although the first five picks, I believe, were defensive players, uh, I think all the emphasis this year seems to be on the receiver. So if you just break it down a little bit, the Bucks, first of all, they didn't have a first-round pick. We actually traded down uh, for a first pick in the uh, second round. So we'll talk more about that next time with the Bucks on, I think there's seven rounds, so we'll cover them all next time. But just to break it down as far as what happened on Thursday night, uh, there were no running backs chosen in the first round and only one quarterback, which I think that's the first time that may have happened. So there seems to be a lot of value from what the um, uh, Coaches and scouts were saying in the second and third rounds. Uh, so we'll be able to discuss that and break down exactly what the Bucks did in those rounds. But if you look last night, the first, of course, Jacksonville had the first pick of the draft, as it seems that they usually do. And they uh, chose Trayvon Walker, who's a linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, you know, if you look at him with the combine, his stock really shot up after the combine. But I think Jacksonville was already interested in him before that. I think as a um, 
he can play defensive end, tackle, uh, linebacker, whatever he needs to do. He's very athletic, and Jacksonville can get creative with him, I think. I think it's also notable that Walker played his best football in the two college football playoffs games, which means that when the chips are down, he's someone that you can count on in a big game. Now, in the NFL, every game's a big game on a Sunday, so we'll see where that puts him. But he went first. The Detroit Lions had the second pick of the draft, and they chose Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end from Michigan, who some people thought may have gone first in the draft, but first or second. Um, you know, he's from Michigan, staying with Detroit. He'll be staying in his hometown. But I think the real reason the Lions chose him was because they're in desperate need of some people that can change some games, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And Hutchinson really checks all those boxes. He's uh, He'll be out there ready to go immediately. He's already built a local fan base, and I think that's going to put some fans in the stands, which is always a good decision. So it falls in line with what the Lions are trying to do to rebuild, and I think it was a good pick for Detroit overall. The number three pick went to uh, Houston Texans. They chose Derek Stingley as a cornerback out of LSU. Uh, He was first team All-American Honors 2019-2020. I think he'll do good in the defense there that Smith has in the system. So he did have surgery last year uh, after he tore a ligament in his foot, but he did participate after that and all signs are that he's all set to go. So I think um, that's going to be a Good thing for both him and the Texans. The Jets, uh, Ahmad Gardner, a a cornerback out of Cincinnati. He's a terrific talent, and I'll tell you what, he plays that position uh, as good as anyone, if not better, coming out of the draft this year. And it's going to give the the Jets a chance, I think, to compete against some of the um, more elite teams, especially in that AFC East. So uh, he should be starting opposite uh, DJ Reed and I think that's going to help. He's 6'3", 4'4", speed in the 40 and he was really dominant in college so it's one thing being dominant in college but then when you get to the next level you always have that question mark but I think he's someone who's going to actually excel at both levels. The Giants had the fifth pick with a defensive end out of Oregon, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, They needed someone that can rush from the edge, no doubt. Um, I think that if you look, they needed that edge rusher. They haven't been able to get double-digit sacks since 2015 with Marcus Golden, I believe. So uh, he was someone that's going to make the Giants a little bit dangerous, and it's going to give them a different look. We'll see how he's able to handle the pressure of being there in the Big Apple, but I think that at at first glance, it looks pretty good. Carolina had the sixth pick. They took Ikem Ikwanu, the offensive tackle from uh, NC State. Uh, You know, other than trading down, I think that they're trying to build a foundation and other than a, a franchise quarterback, they needed a franchise left tackle, which I believe they got with this guy. So good luck to him and the um, team. The number seventh pick went to the Giants. Evan O'Neill, offensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, the Giants, as you know, need a lot of things, but offensive line help was something that is very important. Um, Neil is 6'7", 360 pounds, moves well. Um, you know, you put him alongside of uh, Andrew Thomas to 
protect Daniel Jones there or whoever the quarterback may be. Uh, so I think it was a good pick for the Giants in that one. Uh, Atlanta, people always talk about what the Falcons are doing. They picked the receiver, Drake London, out of USC, uh, the eighth pick. Uh, they really needed a wide receiver, of course. Julio Jones was traded last year. Calvin Ridley suspended for gambling. Russell Gage, as you know, is now down here with the Bucks. So they had to find a receiver, and I think they got one in London. He's a six foot five receiver, you no know, big bodied guy. Kind of reminds me of Mike Evans, and I think that's uh, someone that we'll be seeing two times a year once this season gets started. So I think that was actually a good pick for Atlanta. Seattle had the ninth pick. They uh, took Charlie Cross. Uh, out of Mississippi State. Uh, you know, they, they needed a, uh, a left tackle, and that's what they basically got. It's tough to find in the draft these days, and I think that the only question is, will he play the left side or the right side? He's able to have the fundamentals to play on either, and I think that he'll be around for a while uh, in the draft. He reminded me a lot of... Uh, Chris Lindstrom in last year's draft. So um, that was number nine. Number 10, the Jets, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, went 10th. So uh, he can grow. No other quarterback, Zach Wilson there. The Jets, Elijah Moore, running back Carter. He'll just add to that. 4-3-8 in the 40. Excellent speed. Good body control. Uh, had a great year. He got better each year at Ohio State, which is one what you want to see. You want to see progression. And uh, I think that was another good pick there for the Jets. 11, the Saints. They picked Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. Um, I think you need to definitely fill uh, the space there with Michael Thomas, uh, coming back from an injury. We'll see what happens with Jameis Winston there. And Olave, I think that um, they don't need to rebuild under new coach Allen, but I do think that they're going to have to uh, get some instant playmakers, which they're hoping that Olave is. Detroit had the 12th pick. Uh, Jamison Williams, another wide receiver out of Alabama. I think that if you look, um, the biggest need that they had was at the wide receiver position as well, deep, talking about Detroit. And I think that they got that. Um, Lions receivers caught 25% of their tight window targets last season. And I think that if you look at getting this guy, it's going to be a strong weapon for Jared Goff. We'll see. He did have a torn ACL. He's going to see how he recovers from it, but all uh, everything points towards him being 100% ready to go. 13th pick went to the Eagles. They took a defensive tackle, Jordan Davis, out of Georgia. Um, they traded the 15th, the 124th, 162nd, and 166th overall picks to get this guy. He's 6'6", 340 pounds. He's definitely an anchor. He was the anchor of Georgia's championship defense. Uh, he can run a 4.7840, which is ridiculous for that size. And um, I think it's going to be a very good pick for the Eagles, and we'll see where they go from there. Um, 14, Baltimore. They took uh, safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Uh, I think he was a, just the best player on Baltimore's board at that point. And I think that, you know, sometimes teams just take the best possible player. And that's what they did in this situation, I believe. Uh, 15, the Texans. They took Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. I think um, if you look at him, it gives some reliable protection 
and I think that it's going to really help that team as well. The Washington Commanders had the 16th pick. They took Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, another wide receiver. Um, no, they got a dynamic crew now with Dotson. Now you look at Terry, uh, Terry McLaren there, Curtis Samuel, Dayami Brown. So they can do some good things on offense now. We'll, no, we'll see what happens with him. Then you look at the breaking down the rest. 17th Chargers took an offensive guard, Zion Johnson from BC. Um, the 18th pick, Traylon Burks, another wide receiver out of Arkansas, went to the Titans. 19th pick, the Saints had, uh, they took an offensive tackle, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Um, the 20th pick, the Steelers took a quarterback, Kenny Pickett, right there in his backyard. Um, I heard Mike Tomlin say uh, earlier today that they looked all over the country for a uh, quarterback and they found one right in their backyard. So being from Pittsburgh, uh, you know, he's thrown, I think, 13 touchdowns in each of his previous two seasons and 12 before that. So he played well, great college career. But of course, he'll be competing against Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph for that starting spot. Good luck to him. Kansas City Chiefs, Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. The Packers had the 22nd pick, Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, the 23rd pick went to Buffalo. Kair Elam, a quarterback out of Florida. Uh, 24th, the Cowboys, Tyler Smith out of um, Tulsa, offensive tackle. 25th, the Ravens took Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. Uh, if you look at the next one, the Jets, Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State. I believe that was the only Florida State player that will be, uh, I think, taken in this year's draft. Jacksonville Jaguars, 27th pick, Devin Lloyd, defensive end out of Utah. Green Bay Packers, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle. Uh, why they picked him, I don't know. I think they need a receiver. I, I don't know why they took Devontae Wyatt, um, but I'm sure he'll find out when the season starts. The Patriots, Cole Strange. The Patriots traded down from number 21, um, and they took the 29th pick. So I don't know what their strategy was, but... Um, you know, they must be, I know he's, he's, he's very physical player, strong hands, but I think they could have made a better pick than him, to be honest. The Chiefs had the 30th pick, George Kalaftis, defensive end out of Purdue. Uh, you know, Chiefs were 29th last year in sacks, and they needed a rusher, which is what they got here with Kalaftis. Uh, 31, the Cincinnati Bengals took Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. 32nd pick went to the Minnesota Vikings. They took Lewis Sign. He's a safety out of Georgia. Uh, now, we'll see what happens with him. Um, they have uh, long and short-term needs at the safety position, so he's definitely going to help them in some respects. So that was the first round for the NFL draft. Like I said, we'll break down the uh, picks for the Bucks in all seven rounds next week with them. Any questions or comments, 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com is the way to get through with an email. Like I said, no running backs. Um, in the first round, only one quarterback. It's become a passing game with receivers, apparently, in the NFL this coming year. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. 
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking about some baseball. Uh, let's look at an email. Today's email is from Marty Peters. Uh, he says, Jimmy B, could you please help me understand Trevor Bauer's two-year suspension, and also, what's your take on Kevin Cash telling um, Franco not to have to hustle on every play? Thanks, Marty. Good hearing from you, as always. Uh, first question. Let, let me take the second question first. Regarding Franco on Thursday night, the play you're talking about, um, you know, Franco is is recovering from a a quad injury, and apparently it was really bad optics, if you will, watching it on TV and seeing him go from like uh, fifth gear down to second and basically stop on and run into first base. So allegedly, what has happened is that he was told by Cash and the team uh, that he doesn't have to. Uh, go 100% down the line if it feels it's going to be a uh, no infield out or whatever it might be. Um, Cash stuck up, stuck stuck up for him and said that it did come from him and he's happy to see that um, he was listening to what he instructed him to do. So Cash said all the right things. Uh, actually, later on in the game, I do believe that, that Franco actually stole a base after all of that. So my, my take on it is this. I, I think it was bad optics, like I stated. I think that um, if you are out there on the diamond playing, that you should be able to give 100%. I think that if in a situation a uh, manager or team physician feels as though you're not able to give 100%, um, then you shouldn't be out there playing. You should be able to, if you're injured, um, heal properly so that you can go out there and then give 100%. Obviously, this guy has a long career ahead of him, and it's going to be a great career, I'm sure, and they want to make sure that he does some um, you know, load maintenance, as they say. So... Uh, yeah, it looked bad, and quite honestly, if he's unable to go out there and play aggressively like he can, then he shouldn't be out there. I'll say this, they won two, two to one. It makes a whole lot of difference when you win a game and you have a player doing that or following your instructions versus losing a game two to one when he may have cost you the tying or winning run. So I think winning solves a lot of the ills um, but I personally do not like to see players out there not giving 100% for any reason at all, even though it seems as though it was a legitimate reason. Uh, good question. Second part of your question with Trevor Bauer. For the life of me, I don't know why he's getting a two-year suspension from baseball. Um, 
there's been a lot, a lot of. I'm not really a Trevor Bauer, you know, fan, but the last I checked, he wasn't convicted of any crime you know, or suspended for his offseason. Um, you know, he wasn't suspended or committed of any crime, but he's still being suspended. So, uh, because of an offseason sexual behavior, so. Yeah, you said it smacks of moral police. It, it really does. And a lot of players have done worse things than he did uh, with domestic violence and not gotten punished this severely. And like you mentioned, even with uh, the PEDs, oh, those players get less of a suspension. So comments that he has made in the past are probably coming back uh, to bite him. Uh, and I think that if you look, we're, we're going to be hearing a couple more things in days to come as far as uh, some more details and if Major League Baseball does um, suspend him for the two years, they're going to have to back up what their reasoning was and give some better evidence than just a two-year suspension. I'm sure his lawyers are appealing it as we speak. Two great questions, Marty. It's always great hearing from you. So talking about the Rays, the Rays right now, a um, little bit of a hitting slump, wouldn't you say? You know, we're relying on Kevin Kiermeyer and uh, Phillips, who would have thought that? Someone lit a fire under Kiermaier, and of course, Phillips is Phillips. Talk about giving 100%. The guy gives 150%. He, he makes up for anyone else's lack of giving uh, 100%. So, uh, funny stat, through 17 games, we have the same identical record as a year ago. And, we're, you know, we're off to a good start. It's a very, very tough division, as you well know, with Toronto, with the Yankees, with Boston. Uh, it's going to be a long year. So I think our goal going into every series that we have is to be able to win the series. That's it. Just, just take the series. If it's a, you know, if it's a three-game series, let's take two out of the three. If it's a four, let's at least split and, and take it from there. And. The sign of a good team are teams that can win without their stars performing. And yet, Franco is in a little bit of a slump right now. I think he's three for those last 24, although those three hits have been home runs. So that helps a little bit. He's not going to be in a slump for long. He's too good to uh, stay in a slump. Now, as you'll see going through the season, as other teams... Um, scout him and find out through the um, that word of analytics what he can and can't do or likes or doesn't like. Uh, he's going to see more you no know, breaking balls. He's not going to see the fastballs. Those three home runs that I mentioned, by the way, they're all fastballs that he yanked out of the park. So the better the better players they need to adjust, and I think that. Um, what you see with better players is that they become more patient. And when I say that, it's like being up there on the plate. If they're going to throw you uh, breaking pitches, you need to make the adjustment and still be able to drive the ball a little bit better and, and be more selective. Again, you're not going to be seeing the fastballs because he rips the fastballs. He's got great hand speed. He's got, he's got great bat speed. And all the better players, if you look, they make a career out of making the adjustments. And I'm sure he's going to be able to do that because the bottom line is that this kid can hit for average and for power. So I'm not, I'm not worried about him right now. I would like to just see him be a little bit more selective. You don't see him walking like he did when he first came up. Um, so again, those things will take place and, and he's going to be fine. 
the team overall right now, um, we're just not playing. If you look at the Rays in the past years, they've been solid on defense. Their bullpen pitching has been solid. Um, right now, our base running, for some reason, is a little bit uh, spotty, as well as defensively. Uh, I'm not I'm totally happy with the way that the team's been playing on the defensive side of things. So, uh, again, it's early in the season. They're not really playing consistent Rays baseball, if you will. Uh, but, again, stay close. Just worry about taking each series as they come. And we're going to get players. Brandon Lau, you know, he's going to wake up. His bat, he's one of the best on the team. And I'm pretty sure by the time this season um, is getting towards more the middle, he's going to uh, – be probably one of the best hitters on this team. I would like to see uh, a Rosarina being a little bit more aggressive right now. Uh, he goes in streaks, and I'd like to see a streak start here with him and um, get going. You know, Josh Lowe, uh, you know, got to give him a little bit of a break right now. He really hasn't seen these pitchers, let alone any uh, of the other ball, ballparks. He's a great base runner when he gets on base. And uh, give him time. He's a good defender. I think he's going to be uh, fine out there. So that's my take on the Rays right now. Uh, if you have any questions, give me a call at 877-448-7901. Go to JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email. And we'll be right back to talk more sports on Power 90.1. Do you love driving, but you hate your expensive car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your current car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. Yes, it's easy to refinance your current car payment and save up to $100 a month. Could you use an extra $100 a month? Then make this call to Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your current car payment. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. You can do it all from the comfort of your home. Call today and see how much you can save. Call 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Call now. 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Of course, we have the NHL playoffs starting uh, this week. Our Lightning are going to be defending Lord Stanley's Cup for the second year in a row after winning it two years ago and again last year. So it looks as though uh, we'll be playing uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, outside chance of um, Carolina, but it looks mostly as though it's going to be uh, Toronto, which I want to see there. I want to go up there on the road to Toronto and take um, at least one out of the first two games. be nice to take both, but then uh, come back home and take care of business down here by uh, taking two straight games. So we had a tough loss, 5-2 to two against Nashville on uh, Thursday evening. It's very tough, you know, when you're trying to rest a couple players to make sure everyone's healthy, which we are, um, and but you still want to be able to 
uh, have an idea of who you're going to be playing. So it is a juggling act, but um, it doesn't really matter much, I don't think, to the Lightning whether they'll be playing uh, Carolina or Toronto. Uh, I think from a fan's perspective, we would rather see um, Toronto be the first-round matchup and then uh, go from there. would like to hear your thoughts on that. We'll be breaking down, of course, uh, next week, the Lightning, what they've done so far in the playoffs. And like I said, I feel confident that whomever they play, uh, I like our chances, especially uh, in the first round. I do want to talk, take another email here. Uh, this one is from uh, Clay Schnelker talking about the NIL in sports. He says, hey, Jimmy B., I heard you discussing NIL last week and how it may have impacted legendary coaches to step away from the game. I'd like to hear your broader view on the topic personally, the way this is being rolled out. It really could be detrimental to college sports in general. What we are now seeing is a move toward major contracts for high school kids uh, to, to sign three recently signed contracts, a four-star wide receiver, four-year, a million dollars, top 10 D lineman, three-year, a million dollars, um, three-star D lineman, four-year, etc. It goes on and on. This is being done through major boosters and local businesses. Many teams will simply not be able to compete with this. It's no longer selling your school, education, your system, graduation rates, etc. It's now simply contract negotiations which will create even more divide between schools in my opinion ultimately destroying college sports as we know it uh, Clay that's a, that's a very well thought out email um, you can tell you went to uh, Purdue <laughs> uh, anyway Clay I, I think that as we talked about a little bit with the NIL you have the coaches that are, are leaving as we mentioned like you said last week whether it be um Jay Wright for one uh, a couple other ones that just left two left during the season you have a player right now Isaiah Wong on uh, the Miami Hurricanes basketball team uh, was going to say he's going to the portal uh, he, he declared for the draft but he also said he may stay but if he didn't get more of an agreement more compensation from the sponsor that he was working with he was going to leave so that's just something that we're going to be seeing I, I think a lot more of players are going to uh, be recruited by college football coaches um, Saban he said the other day that the way it's going right now, college sports is unsustainable with what's going on with the NIL. And, and I tend to agree. I don't think Saban's going to retire this year, maybe next year. But I, I think that he's correct. You have people going out there and it's going to come down to this in my opinion do you want to go out there and, and, and get the money from a sponsorship right now and focus on that because really it's tough to focus on more than one more than one thing either you're focusing on you know being out there on the court 
on the diamond, on the field, whatever it may be, as well as obviously if you're um, at a school studying and getting your degree, you're focusing on your um, education. So that is enough for most people. Now you throw in, well, I need to be able to be out here for this interview. I need to be able to go out there on social media, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, and fulfill my contractual obligations with them by having a certain number of ads that I'm putting out there. So it's more pressure um, for the athlete, if you will, which really takes away from what they're in school for. And again, some of these athletes may not be in school to get to the next level in that sport um, or the business. They may be there to um, you know, get what they can get from the boosters, get what they can get from these um, companies that are providing all the compensation for these athletes. It's going to really be hard when you have a football coach go to recruit someone and if the student says, well, this this school uh, is going to offer me this X amount of dollars. So the coach is going to have to have a workaround and it's going to come down to you have a coach like... Um, you know, Saban and football, Calipari and basketball that goes to someone's house and say, hey, listen, you know what? You can get paid anywhere you go pretty much, but we can get you to the next level. If your goal is to become an NBA player, then the University of Kentucky is the place for you to go because we've put more people into the NBA after one year, maybe two years than these other schools. Or talk about football, if you will, something along those lines. Or you're going to have the other thing where the players say, you know what, I may not be uh, uh, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball material. I want to go to school, and while I'm there, I do want to be able to um, weigh all my options and get the most I can from a you know, compensatory um, uh, stage. So it's going to come down to one of those two things. You know, either get into the next level, go to a school that gets people to the next level. You want to get paid, go to a school that's offering you some. A lot of Schools right now, these companies are offering uh, the whole defensive line X amount of dollars to promote their product, to promote their company. Um, it's a little different, I think, in female athletics because you don't have the monetary gains, if you will, after the academic four-year career that the males have going to the NBA, going to football. Uh, female athletes don't have all those avenues to pursue, so it's a little bit different for them. You have Paige Buckers from um, UConn Basketball, who is there saying every uh, post that she puts out there is worth $63,000. Uh, ridiculous numbers like that coming across the wire of what these athletes are doing in, um, for companies. So the companies have the money to pay it. The, the law right now is that these schools are able to go out there and have their student athletes accept it. The athletes are going to. It really needs to be analyzed, I believe. Oh, there I go with the analytics. I'm not in favor of analytics, but I do think that the analytics of the athletes being able to get compensated really needs to be looked at and um, in some ways shaped in a way that is 
uh, fair to everyone, the university, fair to the athletes, and uh, fair to the people offering the compensation. I've never been one to uh, say that athletes should be compensated. I know I'm in the uh, minority when it comes to that. I'm not saying that um, a small stipend each month uh, to cover some expenses uh, I wouldn't be against that, but not what these people are making right now. I think that is totally against um, the way that NCAA athletics have um, portrayed themselves, and quite honestly, the way it should be. I'm all for you going out there and getting uh, paid for your abilities, whether it be in uh, sports, whether it be in business, whatever it might be, once you get to the professional level as a pro, not as an amateur. Again, Clay, thank you for the email. Like I said, very well thought out. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, guys, that's all the time that we have right now. If you can, get out to the uh, Rays game. We have Archer coming back home and pitching today, so it should be interesting to see how he's received, and uh, we'll be talking more about the Bucks, the draft, the Lightning, and the playoffs, and as always, stay vigilant, stay safe, above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Have a great rest of the weekend.